for Coach K against North Carolina. And the Duke Blue Devils come in as four-point favorites in the Caesars Superdome coming Saturday night. To say that this game is everything in the state of North Carolina, that, that doesn't do it justice. This, it, it's probably appropriate to say it's the only thing that's going to matter in the state of North Carolina this weekend and maybe for a long time, whatever happens here coming on uh, Saturday night. The total at 151. We have been waiting to see uh, if that line would move some. It was four and a half, was it not? Was it four and a half earlier in the week? It's still at four for Duke. And big man, pick it up here because you're going to have an official play for semifinal number two Saturday night, New Orleans. Yeah, I'm going to – and look, uh, I think we obviously have to come into this game knowing the fact that there is an individual in this game that's a coach that it is his last year. He plays – he coaches a team that for over the years has got a lot of calls. He's going to have a little advantage there with that. Uh, but look, they've gotten the game they wanted. Let, let's let the players decide what go, goes on here instead of these lifeless Falcons. One thing I do know, this game goes off at about 8.50 Eastern. Now, what I've done in my terms of tomorrow is set my day up where we have nothing until 8.50. At about 8.50, I'm going to jump in the shower, right? So I, I can watch the game as I'm getting ready. I don't have to hear this uh, broadcast. Um, maybe I'll listen to you because maybe you won't be as uh, – uh, obsessed with Coach K as the, the TV will be. And then I'll go out and I won't have to hear the TV either because I'll be just watching the, 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 the game. I don't the hear sound down. I didn't know where we were going with I'm going to get in the shower, so I'm glad that you kept yeah, that Yeah, I just want to avoid the broadcast, uh, listening to I those uh, guys. Because it'll I, be I a- joked about this before that they might put the Coach K, you know, the Coach K cam like up in the corner of the screen where you're just watching the entire time. I don't yeah. think they will oh, do that, please, but they might. No. no, I don't want that. Please don't with that. Uh, all right, but let's talk, talk about the actual game itself. I, I mean, I don't know about Matt, but has has I mean, either one of these games, I mean, I don't think either team has – neither team has been able to stop each other, quite honestly. I mean, the second uh, game, UNC obviously did whatever they wanted. The first game, Duke did whatever they wanted. Throw that out, though. Two teams I look at on paper, I don't see four points difference. I just don't. I think Baycott is really good. Is he Ben Carroll? No, but I think he's really good. I think the front line for Carolina can neutralize Ben Carroll as much as you can. It's all about matchups here. What guards do you like better? Do you like Davis and and, and Love, or do you like Roach and 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 those guys? I I think it's a flip there. Manic, I think, is a kind of a neutralizer. He could be interesting. He was very good in both games against Duke. Forty-one points combined in both games. So I think I'm sure Matt will talk about that a little bit, but. Ultimately, there's not a lot of stats or stat, uh, the trends or anything here for me. It's simply rolling the ball. This series is generally close between these two teams. Mono e mono, huge game. Love's on another level to me right now. I think Carolina hangs around. I think they could surely win this basketball game. I'll take the four points. About that. So he's going to take the Tar Heels and the four. Mid-major Matt, thoughts and an official play on Duke, Carolina. Um. So I'm going to go once again with the uh, with the player prop here, and it's been an auto bet pretty much. I mean, obviously, I can't bet these here in the state of Virginia unless you go to an offshore book. BetUS, of course, offering these. But Brady Manick over two and a half threes. Um, to me, it's just, I mean, I had against St. Peter's, or at least they gave it out against St. Peter's. Uh, he hits four, and that's a defense that was, you know, has been very good. But you look at those two Duke games, five of ten in Cameron, six of ten at home. 
So he's 11 of 20 in two games. If you're going to tell me that I'm getting, you know, 12, uh, to, 10 to 12 cracks at the apple here, and I just need three of them to go down for this guy who is going four, three, four, five, zero, three, five, three, his last bunch of games. I'll take this any time, and, and I'll, I'll love this because Brady Manick uh, is a guy who's not going to stop shooting the threes. And I understand they're going to adjust the game plan. They're going to you know make some changes and things like that. But, I mean, he's going to get his opportunities. He always seems to be th- you know getting threes. And if the best situation will be Baycott getting offensive rebounds and kicking it out to Manick for open threes. Like, those are the scramble situations that you kind of see that happening with. Uh, so I like Manick over two and a half threes. It's been kind of an auto bet or at least an auto give out when I've had the opportunity and when they've been offered. With regards to the game itself, it's funny because they've played twice during the regular season. And as I said, I think back on Monday, you can't pull anything out of either of them. You know, North Carolina laid a massive egg February 5th at home. And it's a way different team from then. And then a month later, like, I'll give Duke a pass because literally all of the Duke legends are staring at these kids. You've got everything surrounding Coach K, the hour-long pregames, I'm sure, and every interview in the book and everything. So I'm going to kind of throw out their performance from that game. Um, so I, it's really hard when you've got a third matchup and you can't really take anything from the first two. I, once again, I will say this. Duke's going to have the ultimate uh, motivation here coming off the embarrassing loss. You know, Ben Caro, when they asked him after the game, said nothing. He's like, I'm not going to let you guys have anything. But you know they wanted Carolina all along. I kind of like it. It's not my official play, but I also kind of lean to, to Duke in the first half. I think we get a really spirited effort from the Blue Devils early on. Um, and once again, the coaching advantage, and it's a massive one, Coach K against Hubert Davis. Give Coach K a week to look at this sort of thing and see come what on. he can come up with. Give me a what break. Hubert Davis, it's it's his first year, first of all, and he's been terrific. Give him some credit. What do you mean he's that? Is it a he's huge not coach? saying it's, don't give him any credit. I, I don't think anybody point, on the planet, I don't think anybody on the planet that's objective would look at the coaching matchup uh, and say Hubert Davis, Hubert Davis deserves to be on the same plane with Coach K. Not, Big man, please. I can go he's along with coach. some of the stuff, but that we're not going along he's, with that on a Friday. Okay, but I, I didn't say that. He's acting like this guy's, uh, you know, Penny Hardaway. He said coaching advantage, Coach K. I don't Coaching advantage, Coach K. Coach K hasn't been a good coach for five, ten years. Okay. I I don't think anybody – Can you agree with that? Coach K got a national championship six years ago. So I think within the last ten years he did pretty well on that one. He got a national title. Uh, But but look – uh, there is a lot of conversation about Hubert Davis silencing the critics. We've talked about this on the show. They got the win over Baylor. They collapsed and almost gave it away. I mean, you talk about shoulda, coulda, woulda. They could have been out on the first weekend uh, when that game went to overtime, and they outplayed them, and that says something for Carolina. And then the UCLA game, they're down three in the final minute and a half. As you guys know, as the audience knows, and Caleb Love hit the massive three to tie it. They got the ball back when UCLA missed, and he hit another massive three to put them up by three and put the pressure on. They win that game, and then they dominated St. Peter's. So Hubert Davis has done more to silence the critics in the last two weekends than he did in the whole season um, at this point. But again, to Matt's point, you've got Coach K. You've got a week to prepare with John Shire sitting next to him there. They they may have something uh, may have something in store. I, this is an interesting point. I want this from both of you guys, Matt. You were saying about all of the Duke alumni being there and all the pressure of Coach K's final game at Cameron, and did that affect the young players and the young team? A colleague of mine uh, who does a phenomenal job. He's in the Basketball Writers Hall of Fame. Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News advanced a different theory because he was there that day in Cameron. He thought the 
Duke players let up mentally, especially defensively, because they had blown them out in the first game and they were up by double figures in the second half to begin the second half. He thought they relaxed. They stopped playing hard. They stopped guarding. And North Carolina got confidence, hit shots. He didn't think it was so much succumbing to the pressure as it was they just they relaxed and stopped playing defense. Thoughts from both of you on this? Big man first, then Matt, thoughts from both of you. Yeah, I uh, I don't – it seemed like that's what happened. I mean, it seemed like they just turned it up for the last 10 minutes UNC and they just – they really wanted to win. I was surprised. I, I remember turning the game off and I, I said, oh, my God, you know, they, they blew them out in the second half. Uh, yeah, I, I could see it. I, I guess that makes a lot of sense. Listen, the, the player in this game that, to keep an eye on is – Matt uh, made a good point. Matt is going to have a ton of shots. Um, and he's going to have an opportunity. He could be a real problem for Duke. In the second matchup, he was a real problem. But Leaky Black is very important as well. Leaky Black did a nice job on Wendell Moore in the second matchup. Leaky Black is the best defender in the ACC. Uh, he needs to be it and play at the highest level. I don't need him to score 15 points. I just need him to rebound, defend, give me three or four blocks. Leaky Black's important as well. You need players like that. Um uh, listen, Hubert Davis is not Coach K. I think we all know that. But I think he's a good coach, and I think he'll be ready to go. He also has some damn good assistants as well. Um, man, wouldn't it be I, – I can't say it on here, but wouldn't it be effing sweet to watch that rat walk out and lose to Carolina? Big blue <laughs> nation, baby. Come on, Carolina. Uh, we're just openly rooting now on the Friday show. Matt, a thought on was some of the loss at Cameron – that the Duke guys got a little full of themselves and said, we beat them bad the first time, we're beating them bad now, and they stopped hustling, they stopped guarding, they stopped doing the things that they had done well for a game and a half against North Carolina. you buy that at all? Yeah, uh, yeah, I certainly do. And obviously it, it didn't bother them early on because you were referring. They were up nine with three minutes left in the first half. That was the largest lead they had all game. So, yeah, I could, I could see that. I'll bring up a guy on the other side that I think is important because he's had two different games in, in both of those uh, contests. And A.J. Griffin, I think, is the guy who for, for Duke has to be the man. You look in that game at Duke, he scores five points and only takes five shots. And that game at Carolina, he scores 27 points on 11 of seven. 17 shooting. Now, how much confidence and how much can he carry over from the Arkansas game? He had 18. That was his highest for the last couple of contests. I think he's a guy who's going to open some things up a little bit with his three-point shots. Um, you know, it's been kind of hot and cold from three, but I think A.J. Griffin, much like uh, Leaky Black for North Carolina, is the key for Duke if they hope to do anything. All right, good enough. Let's lock the guys in. You've been waiting for this. Here are their official plays. Again, the big man laying those points with North Carolina. He's going with both favorites on the weekend. Kansas no, no, and uh, – or actually, I'm sorry, excuse me. Kansas has a favorite, and then he's taking the four points with North Carolina uh, going against Duke in the final game. And again, depending on if you can get it on the Bet US line or where it is, uh, Brady Manick, uh, Matt took the over two-and-a-half threes made in a game. Uh, because he believes he will he will be able to get at least three of them. Had what did you say? Four of them in the St. Peter's game, and has been one of the big keys, obviously on the perimeter to open things up. The Oklahoma graduate transfer that's in this biggest stage uh, in the final four. 